from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Yeah, there's no way I wasn't gonna go out and kick it. You know, I was I was trying to get signed as a skateboarder at the time. Like my dream was to be a professional skateboarder. Now we've got some new members. We want to make sure that they feel at home, and we want to also open our minds and learn more. Like I said, I grew up on the West Coast, so I have a lot of Hispanic friends. So it was another opportunity to pay homage and just uh, uh, try to relate on another level. But you can't defeat me. I'm Sarah Funsky. Next week, the Midwest Avengers celebrate the release of the band's latest album with a party at Red Flag in Midtown. The celebration is a long time in coming. The album actually came out a year and a half ago. Blame the pandemic for that delay. But even beyond that, this group has been making hip-hop inflected with a whole lot of different genres together for 29 years. Yo, you looking hella fine. Please believe and need to see if I was blind. I candy extra fancy you would dine. You like money? Cause you always on my mind. So where we going? Trying to take you like vitamins. Gotta earth you see food, so I'm diving in. You the main course, never been a side dish. Eat you for dessert, have you tingling like a spotty sense. Super extra thick, I need another helping. Five star chicken rating when I'm yelping. You the truth, girl, ain't no question. Natural selection, so step in my direction. And that is Love on Fire by Midwest Avengers. Their new album, Vengadores del Medio Oeste, celebrates its release next week. And joining us now are two of the group's members. John Harrington is a founding member of Midwest Avengers and an MC with the group. John, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. And we're also joined by John's brother. That's MC James Coleman. James, welcome. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? So, John, your band started playing together 30 years ago. You first performed together 29 years ago. What first brought you guys together? Uh, I think just uh, being friends, kids, uh, you know, skaters in the loop, Del Mar Loop. Uh, you know, it's just a big, diverse group of kids, uh, skaters, uh, punk rock kids, uh, rappers, um, you know, Grateful Dead kids. Um, that is a pretty you know. diverse group right there. Yeah, yeah. It's a little area down there. Uh, there's a Chuck Berry statue there right between Fitz's and I think it's Salt and Smoke now. But yeah. back then it was uh, uh, Wong Fu uh, Chinese Buffet and Jay Brant's uh, store directly across the street from uh, Burrito Brothers. You guys uh, used to just hang out at that Yeah, spot? so there's a wall right there, so all the, the freaks and geeks and all the weird people would meet up there and hang out, and we like, you know, talk about shows and music. Somebody <clears throat> always had an acoustic guitar or like, you know, some hand drums or something, and, you know, uh, hip-hop was really starting to catch on in St. Louis, and it was just like a whole you know, diverse group of different kids. I mean, it didn't matter where you were from, you know, the city, North County, Southside, uh, Webster, Kirkwood, everybody would kind of, you know, you city, everybody would meet there in the loop. It's kind of what made the loop the loop, you yeah. know what I mean? Like now it's all like, you know, big and, you know, you know, entertainment district. But when we 
when we when we were down there in the late 80s, so like 88, 89, 90, 91, and then we formed a group in 92, it was, you know, Cicero's is, was where Blueberry Hill um, Duck Room is now, like that, yeah. uh, what's that, southwest corner or southeast corner right there on Leland? That was Cicero's. Yeah, it was you so know, different then. You know, uh, uh, Vintage Vinyl, where it's at now, was Medicare Glazer. You know what I mean? So a lot of stuff has changed since then. It's been about 30, 32 years since we all hung down there. But uh, the, the crew just kind of... We all used to meet down there and then, hey, it's a party in, in Midtown or it's a party in the West End or it's a party on the South Side or it's a party in Brentwood or it's a party in Richmond Heights, you know, and we just all like jump in cars. Some of us would skate there if it was close enough. Some of us catch the bus, you know, we were still pretty young. So we had to get dropped off at the mall like gallery and then go to the party from there, get dropped off at Union Station. So it just kind of started from a, a bunch of wild kids from all over the city, kind of. It was just real diverse because on one side, you know, everybody was, you know, ganged up and it was hardcore. And then the other side, everybody was kind of, you know, um, I don't know, I guess, I guess you want to call it racist. We had a lot of Nazi skinheads back then in the day. You so, did? Whoa. Yeah, we had a lot of skinheads at shows. So we go to like hardcore metal shows, punk shows and We'd fight like real Nazi skinheads or, you know, as close to real as you can get. I mean, they were, you know, Zig Holland throwing up all that stuff and, you know, wearing the HH and the 88 and the swastikas all tattooed all over. And so it was uh, it was a lot different back then. You know, like a lot of the clubs that everybody's in and kicking it, you know, we had to fight to get in those clubs. You know, it's, it's every club has a bunch of hip hop and, you know, a bunch of rappers at every club you see now. But back when I was coming up late 80s, like that was like off limits. We had to fight to get up in there. So, And, and why do you think they let you in? Uh, just because, I mean, it was respecting. I mean, it's a little different now. Um, back then, hip-hop was pretty new to the city. It, it hadn't spread below what we call the Del Mar Divide. It wasn't really down south yet and, like, you know, south side and, you know, West County. I mean, it was radio stuff, but the underground hip-hop St. Louis stuff was pretty much like the Loop area, um, some in the West End, uh, South Grand, uh I don't think it had hit Cherokee yet. Cherokee isn't wasn't back then what it is now, you know. Uh, but it's just you know the the, the club the club owners uh, knew that there was money to be made in hip hop. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's uh, how they let you in. They knew this was, that was good that music. Was, that and, was part of it, yeah. but you know the integrity of it too, because you know they all grew up in the scene. That's how they ended up opening up nightclubs. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of them hung out on the scene, went to shows, were in yeah. bands. So just from the integrity of hanging around my crew and partying with people I know, like my big homies was the Four Horsemen. And so we kind of patterned everything around them because they were a diverse group of, of people, black, white, Latino, Asian, whatever. And they just kind of formed together from a bunch of different neighborhoods. And so they were like our big homies and uh, also the sharp skin, skinheads against racial prejudice. You know, they look like Nazi skinheads, but they actually weren't. And <laughs> they were like, you know, real good down to earth men and women or guys and gals that uh, that fought for uh, anti-racism and, and the belief that everybody's created equal. So uh, we had a 
We had a fun time and a different upbringing than most kids in St. Louis. I've been lucky enough to, like I said, grow up with a diverse group of people. And if you look at Midwest Avengers crew and everybody we hang out, it's still like that. You know what I'm saying? Our, our, Our crew is completely mixed and diverse. So we've been lucky to be able to live that type of lifestyle for the last 30 years. So, James, you came in four years after the band was founded. Um, What brought you into the fold? Well, you know, John is my big brother. So at the time, it was just, you know, I was living in California in the Bay Area at the time. And so when I would come back to visit over the summertime, you know, I had to he had to watch me. And so while he's babysitting, I guess he decided that he's not going to not go to this party. Right. He's not going to not go to this rave. So So you had to come, too. I had to go. And, I, you know, I didn't mind. I mean, it was new experiences. I mean, they put me to work like, hey, carry these crates full of records that probably weigh almost as much as you do at the time. Because I'm like 12, 13, you know, and coming in through the back doors and all that stuff, waiting outside until they can give me the signal to come in. So I used to just <laughs> hang out and be around and then just picked up on all the guys, you know, all the other things that everyone was doing and just kind of fell into it. You know, I've always been into music. You know, my mother had us like going to art classes and playing piano and I played violin for a couple of years and trombone for a couple of years and all that stuff. It kind of translated from that into singing in the St. Louis choir and in school and then it turned into kung fu or tang su though was Korean karate. Um, And then that, you know, as I got a little older, came into sports and then rapping. Okay. So it was a little transition, but just hanging out with my brother and his friends. and That'll do it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Big influence. And so, John, the fact you brought your brother in, this is this is not unusual in that you said that you've had more than 50 players kind of in yeah. and out of this crew over the years. And then you also had, you estimated, 150 different people serving as crew, just assisting yeah. with things. This is kind of this, this big group that seems like it's always kind of changing form. Yeah, it's it's definitely a family. And uh, side note, I mean, like like uh, my brother so and so said, uh, yeah, I, there's no way I wasn't gonna go out and kick it. You know, I was I was trying to get signed as a skateboarder at the time. Like my dream was to be a professional skateboarder. You know, I was in a punk rock band playing bass. You know, shout out to Pez. Um, so I was out there in the scene, and I was like, yo, you know, y'all got to come with me. You know, yeah. the crew will watch out for y'all. Everybody keep an eye out. So, I mean, he got he got big brothers and sisters that looked out for him other than me that aren't, like, blood-related. But, yeah. uh, you know, I just, I just felt like, hey, we got to get out here and do this. And, you know, my mom was working, like, three jobs going to school. So... You know, I mean, it is what it is. He turned out fine. He you know turned out I mean? just fine. It at, all worked out. Same old guy. At the time, at the time, everybody was worried about. Hey, that, that how old is he? Uh, well, I'm ten years older than him, and I'm sixteen, so he's okay. six years old. Well, you were young, <laughs> you know what I'm man. He's seven years old. I mean, Surprise. you, you wow. up in the club? He up in the club? I'm like, yeah. He's a he's a dude that carries the, the equipment. He carries the the DJ equipment and the the uh, records and stuff. Yeah, so. I used to uh, be at these parties at six, seven o'clock in the morning, three wow. or four a.m. Yeah. and I'm asleep next to the speakers, the big subwoofers. Uh, I'm next to those asleep. <gasps> Well, this is, this is amazing yeah. that, that you turned out well yeah, as a he mother. Out, he turned out perfectly fine. I still got my hearing. My heart. But yeah, yeah you're, you're doing great. You still got your hearing. Look, I, I promised I was going to play more of this album today. I got to play more of this album. Um, let's listen to something. This is from your latest album. This is Life is a Gamble. 
up everybody glad to see you doing well got my family in the house and i'm feeling really swell shout out to the homies in jail to the haters got no time to dwell on negativity promoting only positivity creating avenues exploring probabilities to show these kids that they have an opportunity to grow up in a world of possibilities like my crew and me living martin luther's dream a community built in love and unity respect intellect and diversity together in solidarity men and women and we live in inequality so marry who you want it really doesn't bother me honestly i'm just trying to win the lottery and chill on the island and i love them trying and that is Life's a Gamble. That is from the new album by Midwest Avengers. Uh, that's Vengadores del Medio Oeste. Um, you guys started with hip-hop, um, and there was some elements of punk in there, and this sounds like it's got a lot of elements of Spanish, and not just the name of the album that I'm sure I just butchered. Uh, where's this? <laughs> Y'all are laughing at me. I love it. <laughs> I deserve it. Um, so where does this Spanish sound come from? Well, you actually uh, said it pretty well. Um, well, thank you. Uh, no, uh, we have a couple of members in our band that are uh, Latino and Native American, so uh, we just try to, you know, make sure we pay homage to their culture and their upbringing, and they're from South Texas. Uh, so we just wanted to make sure we included um, all of our elements because, we've, like you said, we've been represented as far as uh, how diverse we are throughout all these years. Now we've got some new members. We want to make sure that they feel at home, and we want to also open our minds and learn more. Like I said, I grew up on the West Coast, so I have a lot of Hispanic friends. So it was another opportunity to pay homage and just uh, uh, try to relate on another level. Um, so we have, you know, Spanish themes throughout the project. There's interludes that we have a, a, a good friend, actually a couple of our members' mother, uh, MJ Rodriguez, who's actually uh, saying some things in between on the interludes, talking about the community or the background of the band and lost members that's passed away and just the new sound that we're working on now and, uh, of course, the artwork. But um, the music still has all kinds of... Um, sprinkles of different genres involved and while we experiment and try a different sound because we come from such a like you said hip-hop background mm -hmm. where it's a lot of boom bap just drums and bass and weird samples of them because we were in the party world things are kind of weird and then we became very heavy once we became a band um so now we're changing and progressing in our sound as we uh move through 29 years and uh now this is something completely different that no one is necessarily uh, expected from us and it's cool to know that we can reinvent ourselves and present something that's still up to date and not sounding as if we fell off for some guys who's mm -hmm. been around for 20 almost 30 years now so john you have gone through so many changes with this band what do you see as sort of the unifying factor what what keeps the midwest avengers today um still the same thing in some ways even as it's changed so much i think uh it's the crew i mean like you mentioned before there's been over what 50 members of the actual band and you know 150 crew members out there just around the world and you know mostly probably 100 and 20 or some here in town but it's just been like the camaraderie the family aspect of it uh the music holds us together i mean you know we if you listen to our lyrics it's about family it's about community it's about issues like mental health suicide uh sexual assault like uh it's about different you know you know about different type of stuff that's happening in our lives mm -hmm. i mean you're never going to catch us you know rapping about drugs and guns and all the stuff that you hear in a lot of hip-hop 
because that's not the life we live, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, our stuff's more about family, you know, getting together for weddings, getting together for barbecues, going bowling together. You're not uh, posing. Well, yeah, no, I've never been a poser. I mm-hmm. mean, like you, like, like, like you know, hip hop. You can't, you can't be a poser. You can't bite. Posing is more uh, a skateboarding turn. Like, mm-hmm. like cast that, uh, that pose and can't really skate. Like just stand there with a skateboard and pose. So no, we've never been posers. Uh, we kind of just try to stay true to ourselves. You know what I'm saying? That goes back to our upbringing from my mom and dad's and, uh, you know, from, like I said, Four Horsemen crew and, and you know, the skins. Just Our whole family's always just been about just being real and being real people. You know, we, we, we've all lost somebody, We we you know, through the good times, the bad times. You know, we need somebody to talk to. We can count on somebody, you know, if we need a... You know, a, a, a jump on our car, or you know, our, our tire got flat, or just some a shoulder to cry on, or somebody to get some advice from. You know, we have older members. I'm 50, mm-hmm. so I've been in this group for 29 years. I'm one of the only original members, but we still have older members or older crew members that are there for advice. You know, uh, we, we have Avenger moms. You know, I mean, shout out Avenger moms, uh, MJ. Our mom made um, you know, all the moms out there. And so it's just it's just kind of like a family. And, you know, mostly the women of Midwest Avengers hold us together. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so uh, like like uh, our sister Susie, Denise, you know, EJ, Misty, um, uh, my wife, Annalisa, shout out to her. This is her favorite radio show, uh-huh. so she's definitely listening, I'm sure. Yeah, shout out uh, to the sister-in-law. Yeah, so they, uh, it's it's like a family, like I said. You know, they all came around when, uh, when our son was born, and we go to their kids' birthday parties and stuff like that. So it's more of a, a family, and that's what's kept us around for 30 years, like, like seven dudes in a band mm-hmm. aren't going to keep this uh, 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 the music going for 30 years. It's going to take a lot of people, you know. And uh, we most recently just added a, um, a female uh, member to the group. It's the uh, first one in, like, what, 20 years? Yeah, it's been wow, a while that's a big yeah. change right there. Yeah, shout out to Court, Court with a K. She's uh, our new uh, first lady of Midwest Avengers and mm-hmm. singer. You know, so this would be uh, her official debut, I guess. She uh, did a show with us before, but this would be the official debut of her singing with us. So, like, just, like, we keep adding new people. We keep bringing, like, we have, like, what, three applications for the crew? Currently. Currently, right now, we have three three new people who have uh, applied to be in Midwest Avengers crew and you know, we'll vote on their uh, membership this week. Well, I love that this is an always evolving thing. And that show, you mentioned this is going to be pretty much the debut of yeah. your first female member in 20 years. That is at Red Flag um, in Midtown. It's uh, November 24th. That happens at 7 p.m. Seems like this is going to be a big deal show. You guys have been yeah. waiting to celebrate this album for quite some time yeah, now. COVID oh, shut yeah. us down. And it's the third time we had to push the show back because of COVID. So... Uh, we wrote this in 2017, and it came out in 2019. Uh-huh. And, so, and now, but finally, it finally gets its party. Yeah, it's finally coming out. So, Well, we're so glad you were able to join us today to give us just a little preview, and we hope people will catch that party. Details are on our website, stlonair.show. That, again, is Wednesday, November 24th. Usually a big party night. You want, might want to spend it at Red Flag. Yeah. John Harrington, thank you so much for Thanks joining for having us today. Us. And I also want to say thank you to James Coleman. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
This episode was produced by Laura Hamden with audio engineering by Aaron Dorr and production assistance from Jane Mather Glass. It was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Just be yourself, Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.